greetings everyone and welcome to the 60th, the big 60th edition of Cinema Effect. I'm Zach and I'm joined by my fellow Hans Zimmer appreciator, Jaden. G'day. And the Riz Ahmed to my Tommy Lee Jones, aka Fitzy, <laughs> aka Liam. Oh wow. Well. Hey, You're trying to bring this that's... whole operation down from the inside, you know? That's amazing. I love that. Thank you. I'm glad. Sorry to get into the movie right away, but I had no idea Riz Ahmed was uh, in this. I had no idea Alicia Vikander was in this, and she was in like 90% of the promotional material, apparently. <laughs> right? I had no idea Vincent Cassell was in this movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. yeah. Dude, this cast was stacked. It totally was. It totally was. I can't, oh, I can't, yeah, we'll get into it. I can't wait. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Cinema Effect, the podcast where we review and talk about a different movie every single Monday. You can find us on YouTube, Spotify, and all the podcast apps. So please subscribe. And uh, give us a five-star rating. Follow the Instagram. As always, we'd love you to submit your questions, thoughts, reviews for next week's film in the YouTube comments section or send us a DM on that there Instagram. This week, we're asking you specifically, what is the movie you would take to a desert island? Is that worded correctly? Because no one... no one's... It's, What's your desert island movie? Is, is okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Everyone understands that. Yeah. What's your desert island movie? Let us know. Pretty straightforward. This week we're reviewing Jason Bourne, which opened in the US on July 29th, 2016. It was directed by Paul Greengrass. The genre is an action thriller, and the synopsis reads, the CIA's most dangerous former operative is drawn out of hiding to uncover more explosive truths about his past. Sounds about right. Fitzy, Jason Bourne, the finale of the series, we've done it. Lay it on me. I don't think it was that bad. I thought it was... um. I thought it was average. It was very pointless, but for what for what is in it, I mean, there was some good scenes. I think the car the car chase, you know, SWAT scene is pretty funny, um, pretty good. And then, you know, Vincent Cassell is pretty good. I was I was pretty engaged in the story, so yeah, overall it's average. Jaden. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm surprised by how little of this movie I already re- I, I remember. I mean, like I watched it like four days ago, but like it's, it's so much so much of it is out of my mind. Um, but it's 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 a strange thing because usually there'd be a negative thing, but like I I I didn't have any negative emotions when watching the film. I felt very much like fizzy, you know, it was very middle of the road. And I think what predominantly I felt was that it was a squandered opportunity, you know, because you had this. You know, for first came Legacy, where you had this opportunity to start something new within the Born universe, but then it felt it used the same formula. And then you had this come up, where it's ten years after the last one was made, or whatever. You know, you had the opportunity to do something different, but it just falls into this, it's it's just you know all the same patterns. You know, and I think that's what you know. Slight disappointment, but not you know. I was disappointed, but not ent- but not unentertained. You know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think you've both nailed it. I think the movie's biggest sin is it's forgettable and doesn't add anything, but it's totally fine. I thought, like, I was engaged. I thought just looking at the story and the and uh, the action sort of, but it's 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 decent to good, you know. But ultimately, it is just where this fits in the universe and it being ultimately unnecessary and formulaic. Is sort of what it is, and it just doesn't really do a great job of disguising the fact that it was made just to be another Bourne movie with Matt Damon. You know what I mean? Where the original trilogy had a cool story, 
throughout. And then at the very least, I complimented the Bourne legacy. It's a, say what you will, at the very least, it, you know, took a direction with its story and tried to embrace elements of it being a spin-off. And, but this is just like, we've got Matt Damon, he signed again. What do we do? I don't know. Let's just, let's just do this, do the same thing again, you know. But there's still a fair bit to like. Um, the ending, the ending especially sucked. Not that, not that it, it was probably the most negative the movie ever got me because I go to Jane watching it and there's like, there's nothing bad here. Um, but the ending, I guess, just exemplifies all the averageness and why are we here in this? How much, <laughs> how much of the ending? Like just the, like Alicia Vikander bit at the end or like the. Yeah, the just whole, the whole, that whole, that whole scene, the three minute scene. It's just yeah, like, wow, that was yeah. utterly, why are we doing this? Mm. You know? And look, at this point, we've, we've hit, in an area with these movies where we understand them and we have expectations associated with when that, what's it called? Mysterious ways. Is that what it's called? Oh, uh, extreme ways. Extreme ways. Sorry. When that song hits, like we, we have levels of anticipation associated with that moment in each of these movies. And this movie just ain't it. You know, it's like, I wouldn't call it as bad as uh, the Bourne legacies one, but it's just like, actually I didn't, I didn't mind this one. Because it was kind of a bit more resolute than the rest of them, you know? And I didn't mind that was about it? it. Did you but, find it resolute? I don't know. That's the thing now because I'm thinking, did I find it resolute? Or is that what, you know, four days of memory is doing to me? <laughs> Am I thinking of Ultimatum? Yeah. Um, I don't no. know. I just, not not to not to dive right into the ending, but I just found like the core of the story is why is Jason doing this? You know, he felt Treadstone so integral to his identity that he sort of doesn't really know what else to do. You know, and he sort of, he goes on on this thread to take down the people that kill his parents. And uh, But then the question lingers in the film, oh, maybe he subconsciously wants to return to the program. And I thought, oh, that's an interesting idea. And then Alicia Vikander goes and pitches him that. And then the, all the ending is, is, is that, oh, I was listening to you. I don't trust you and I'm not going to do that. And then I'll just walk off. Did he want to return? I don't know. It doesn't answer the question. Like, I think he did. I think, I, th- I think, I think there was, I don't, I don't think he really won. I think, I think there was a part of him. I think, I think it was, there was enough lingering moments of him here and there that kind of made it feel like he might, you know, want to go back. That's cool though. But I just, I, I actually would have much preferred if he went back. And that sort of sounds like a, I wouldn't have loved that either. That sounds like a bit of a, stepping on the fingers of the previous films, but at least it's something like this movie sort of just, it doesn't commit either way. Like have him go back or have him firmly go like this. I'm leaving this life in the past and have that be his arc. He doesn't really do either. Like I don't really, when he walks off in the sunset into the sunset in quotes at the end of this movie, I don't really know where he is at a char- as a character at this point. Like, is he just, I feel like he's just the same as the start of the movie. Like, well, is he just going to fly back to wherever he was and start boxing matches again? Like that's sort of just, that's not just how I feel about it. I don't know. And that's ultimately a poor character arc, you know. Well, when you said born ultimately, uh, I, I was going to go for like born uh-huh. ultimate type thing, but yeah, <laughs> it didn't work. Oh, it really, really didn't. It really did. I'm not only the one that that does that, but I appreciate you giving it a go. Yeah, sleepy, sleepy Jane. Yeah. Sleepy Jane. <laughs> um. I think the thing in the movie with him returning was like, she is kind of his last hope. And if she's not corrupt, and if she can like, you know, 
find a place for him, then he will maybe return. But it turns out she's just like the others kind of thing. So he turns his back uh, in the end, like finally kind of. Like, I kind of felt that the ending was kind of firm, like he's not coming back a yeah. little bit. But yeah. I already felt that at the end of Ultimatum, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but there's enough true. questioning moments within this one that you're like, oh. But sure, no, that that's fair, and I, I actually liked introducing that element into the plot. But at the same time, but it, it's the start to end thing, right? It's and the development of all of the. It starts one way, like I said, starting boxing matches clearly having some sort of you know issues, which I I liked as a starting point, and at the end here, I just sort of, I don't really see an evolution of that, you know, and that and that's fine. Like sometimes. I think there's cool character stuff to be done where the character ends up the same way, but all this movie does is sort of just ask the question. It's like Jason goes on a mission and he's just asked, do you want to come back? But he doesn't really change or assert himself in any way to answer the question. I don't mm. know. I don't know if I'm making sense, but it was unsatisfying to me at the very least. That's the, really the core of core of it. That's by far the most negative I felt. Um, because I, I just felt like the movie had to justify its existence story-wise, and it sort of didn't, you know, ultimately. But we mentioned the cast is stacked. That it is. So who, who are we all most surprised to see? Who did you say, Jad? Riz Ahmed? Is that who you said? No, I said Alicia Vikander, but I think... Oh, that, yeah, you did. Sorry. I think Vincent Cassell was probably the most surprising. Yeah? Just because he's, he's, he's a bit old for the role. I mean, I think he does great in it. But, you know, when you, when you think yeah. assassin... Strong, brutish, you know, you think. Yeah, but isn't he like a treadstone? Yeah, you know, yeah, he is an, yeah, he is an aging. Yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah. That's, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. I was just surprised to see him that, yeah. That's true. Sure. Also from an acting, I, like just from a meta point of view, I would have thought that he would have not taken that kind of role at this point of his career. I liked him a lot because he sort of, he has that look that's not what you'd expect. And, uh, he turned out to be way more of an effective assassin than the dude in Legacy. The uh, what was he called? <laughs> Whatever the hell he was. Oh, uh, yeah, the Robocop. Yeah. Oh, he's God. He was terrible. Um, but he was actually a cool foil for Bond throughout the whole movie. He is firmly the antagonist, along with old mate Tommy Lee Jones. And I liked him. I liked his backstory. I like that they only give you know he's just the asset again, playing with this idea that if you're a part of Treadstone, you're not human, and I appreciate the references to the fact that it sort of ties into legacy story a little bit, like not directly, but it plays with the same mm. ideas of he's he's after revenge on Bourne because of what Bourne did to all of the agents and how he compromised them. I thought that's cool. Simple, effective storytelling that works within the world we've established here. So I dug that a lot. Did you did you know Tommy Lee Jones was in it, Fitzy? Uh, I don't think so either. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know he was... I think Riz Ahmed was the biggest surprise, but... Mm. Yeah. It's funny how all of these movies have, like, that one CIA baddie. Um, yeah, right. But, um... Yeah, he was pretty good. He was kind of... I believed his kind of stubbornness or whatever his That's a great way to put it. He does come across as really stubborn. 
Dude, uh, actually, you know what the biggest surprise was? Nikki popped up again. I was not expecting Nikki to pop up again. No, neither was I, actually. That's a yeah, good point. I, was, I don't know why, yeah. though. Like, mate, she's yeah, really she's a recurring yeah. character. Yeah. But yeah, no, that was yeah. cool. I'm glad they it killed her movie... That was um, that was good for a yeah. character, I feel. Yeah. I feel like, yeah. It ve- felt very much like Marie at the start of Supremacy, mm. Mm. which is not an insult. I liked it. Yeah, I don't know. No, I dug that. I don't care showing up. Every time like someone showed up in this movie, it was keeping me engaged. And obviously, you know, it doesn't take long for all the characters to turn up. I was like, oh, look, oh, look. Like in the first 20 minutes, I'm like, this is this is neat. I feel like Riz Ahmed plays a good Mark oh, yeah. Zuckerberg ripoff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I enjoyed him. His company was Deep Dream. Yeah. yeah. So. I don't even know what that What was that? What? Did I think it was like a, us- was, it, was it meant to be like a free and open internet source or something like that? Wasn't that what it is? Oh, I don't, uh, know. I don't know. I think I think it's similar to you know how in like Kingsman, you know Samuel L. Jackson promises like you know free SIM cards. I think oh, yeah. I think it was along those lines, but just the internet. You know, it was it was a purpose to get the entire population onto that, but it was a secret CIA program. Or, you know, they had a mystery. That would make a ton of sense. Yeah, that would make a ton of sense. I I missed that part, and it was called Deep Dream, and I was sort of it's like because it's, it's it was his deep dream, you know. To, right. To, to I, was, I was thinking, is this, is it like a cryosleep technology? Like, I didn't understand. <laughs> I was kind of confused about that. Do they read people's brains? I don't know. But yeah, that makes that makes a ton of sense. Yeah. Oh, wow. Ends up being this uh, secret CIA operation. So that, yeah, that, that was cool. Semi-timely themes. Probably more timely for 2016. They bring up Snowden a lot. So they want to drive that home, that comparison home. Alicia Vikander, she was great. I liked her character a lot. I liked that. She was probably the most interesting part of the movie, I, I think, in, as a character, totally. Like, she's sort of, her character is a slimy CIA director in the making, which I like a lot. She's like Tommy Lee Jones in the making, which is cool. Like, she, she's all about the, you know, Riz Ahmed asks her, oh, how are your values? And she's like, they're totally fine, thanks. And she's happy to kill Tommy Lee Jones. She's happy to make this plot with Jason Bourne to take him down from the inside, playing internal politics. And I like that. I like that yeah. because I was worried it was going to be a thing because she starts it clearly as the CIA operative in the the classic Bourne, you know, um, surveillance room. And I was, I thought, oh, my God, this has written all over it. She's going to come into contact with Bourne and then turn good and end up with him yeah. at the end of the movie. I thought that was 100% what was going to happen, and they didn't. They didn't do it at all. And yeah, I enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah, it really does. She's still a slimy piece of shit at the end of the movie, really. You know? Hmm. But it has some depth to it because when she shoots Tommy Lee Jones, she sort of, like she really struggles with that emotionally, but she's committed to it, you know? Wait, does she shoot him? I thought Jason she... shot him. No, I th- she shot him, but I thought she just, you know. She started crying for sure. Did she? Oh. Yeah. Wait, I thought she came in the room like, Ten minutes after Jason left, and he was already dead. No, no, she she saved Jason. She shot, yeah, yeah. yeah. She barged in and saved him. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> to to exemplify this though, I don't blame you, Jaden. It's, it's mm. a pretty walking. I can totally see if I went and saw this in the theater, walking out of this movie and just sort of forgetting about it the next day. Do you guys have it sometimes where you see a movie in the theater and you're like halfway through your day the next day, and you, it just occurred to you that you saw a movie in the theater the day before? I get that sometimes it's with forgettable movies. Time. I get what you mean. 
you know, yeah. But anyway, I liked her a lot. Her American accent was weird. I didn't really enjoy it. I think I think oh, it was off. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, um, I didn't even know if she was trying an American no, accent. No, I don't think she was trying one. Oh, no, she definitely was. She definitely was. Was Are you sure? 100%. No, no, no. Oh, I mean, I don't want to say 100% because I'm not. I don't want to. One thing I've learned doing this show, I don't want to fall on my sword when it comes to <laughs> accent-related <laughs> topics. But you can't be the CIA if you're not American, right? And either way, I was um, 100% convinced it yeah, was. Yeah, but what if she spent a lot of time abroad and she just picked up the local accent? What if she was a theater operative for like 10 years and she had to not deep cover in England and then she had to, she picked up all, all their, you know, their, their, you know, cadence and inflections in their voice and then she got back and then. That's some yeah, head she's like this right kind there. of bastardized version of her. I thought, um, I guess. I thought she was British from her actress, but she's like Swedish. I think she lives in England though, so. How oh, does she? I don't know. She's married yeah. to Michael Fassbender, isn't she? Yeah. Wherever he lives, I guess she lives. Wherever they live, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ireland, yeah. maybe, yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I've only ever seen her in this movie, The Light Between Oceans, with her and Michael Fassbender. That's Australian, isn't it? Yeah, I really like that movie. Yeah. Like the the, it's based on a novel, I think, mm. and um, and I like it number one because it's set in Western Australia. Preach the word, and but also, and Michael Fassbender does a killer Australian accent too. But also just because like they have, uh, for obvious reasons, really good on screen chemistry. <laughs> you know, really, like genuinely. Yeah, um, curious that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah. So that's all I'd seen her in. I don't know. I saw this and I was like, oh, she's really good. Sorry to pick your accent, Alicia, but other than that, you're really good in the movie. I want to ask you guys about the staple of Bourne films, and that is the action, the thrillerish moments, the the, the the foot chases, and all the crazy spy shit that happened in this movie. What you thought of it? Um, I would sum it up by saying that I I I find all Bourne set pieces fun. Generally speaking, it's just that nothing here held a candle to what we'd seen previously and just there was nothing that spectacular about it. I thought the closest we got was um in London, that whole thing, where Tommy Lee Jones is working against Alicia Vikander and Alicia Vikander's trying to track Bourne and um the assets also running around and they've got the tracking devices. I thought that that was the closest we got. It was, still wasn't anywhere on Supremacy's level. But and then Bourne mm. like sets off all the fire alarms in the buildings. Yeah. I t- I t- that was cool. <laughs> I totally forgot about that, but that seemed like crazy. Like yeah. he like, falls off the building and like yeah. grabs the wire. Like, like his gets... foot gets caught on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's face planted. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't know. Like uh, that, that's the closest it's got. But like the thing in Athens at the start was sort of underwhelming. And yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't like that. I don't know why. There's just not. It 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 didn't grab me at all. There was no tense. You know, it was just not. Except for when Nikki got blasted, of course. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, no you're, I agree. Yeah. I do agree. I do agree. Flashes, yeah. you know. That's the five seconds that I saw on TV when this movie was on TV. <laughs> oh, was her dead face on the ground, and then Jason Bourne reacting to it. Like out of any five seconds in the film, I was going to write it down to ask you about what that was, and I forgot. Thank you for bringing it up. That's so funny. Yeah, it's like it. Is there a more spoilery five seconds in the whole movie? <laughs> Probably not. Honestly. <laughs> No, nah. I don't think I don't yeah. think there is. <laughs> yeah, no. Did you guys like the London sequence? Oh, and I know you like the the Vegas sequence at the end, Fitzy. Do you, is that still your favorite? Yeah, I think the SWAT car, like you know, killing all those people in the cars and like, yeah, I mean, rampaging down all the traffic. And 
Oh, especially when, like, Bourne's car gets on top of the SWAT car and he, like, crashes into the casino and he, like, hits the roof. I mean, that was just, it, it was crazy. It wasn't good, but it was, <laughs> it was crazy enough to that I um, enjoyed it, yeah. I, I agree with that. I think these movies really need to learn, uh, I mean, need to learn. I don't think we're getting another one. At least we'll, uh, we'll, probably, we'll get a reboot in 10 years or something. But Jason Bourne's son. Oh, what, what's his name? Um. James, no, no, <laughs> James no. Bourne, <laughs> another J name, I don't know, J Bourne. Uh, Jaden Bourne. Oh, that's great, that's great. Nailed that's it. cringe. <laughs> no, I love it. Um, <laughs> um, these movies need to learn to end in something that isn't a car chase. Yeah. To be honest. Big time. Um, uh, but, but at the very least, I'm with Fitzy, the SWAT vehicle, like, ramming stuff totally was like, okay, thank you for putting a unique spin on this because I was, I was also entertained by him ramming into every car imaginable. Trivia related to this sequence. The Las Vegas car chase sequence took five weeks to shoot and at the end, uh, the sequence wrecked 170 cars. Hmm. And city officials and the producers reached an agreement. They actually shot in Las Vegas. And they only shot from midnight to sunrise. Isn't that like Las Vegas' most active hours? I would have thought so. Apparently not. So yeah, they wrecked a lot of cars. And you can tell. It's all shot in camera. It looks really good. Are there are there any other of these sort of action set pieces we missed? We covered the... Th- there's the three in each act, mainly. Oh, I mean, I had... the assassination attempt. Yeah, exactly. Did you like that, Fitzy? Yeah, I think it's, all... I think it's okay. Nothing bad about it, but yeah. It was a bit um, it was a bit Mission Impossible Five when um when they're at the opera. Not nearly as good, but no, yeah, but it it, yeah. it, it gave me those vibes. That opera sequence is so good. I I, did, I like the assassination bit actually. Again, it, it's the same story with all of them. Is that is it on supremacy or ultimatum's level? Definitely not. It's not even on the level of identities. Um, uh, like the the sniper sequence in the long grass. Like, it's oh, not yeah. even on that level. Um, because I like that too. But I don't know. There, there was something going, like I like the fact like Tommy Lee Jones was hanging off the stage, and Alicia and Riz were both on the stage, and he's like calling the asset, going kill the kill the girl now because we just found out that she let in more. And like there was there was enough going on there off the stage story wise for it to be engaging in the moment. But how do we feel about him in the movie? And how old does he look? He was alright. Um, look pretty old, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was, he was purposely looked disheveled, so, yeah. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't mean to be mean to Mr. Matt Damon. I apologise, Matt, if you're listening. I think you're great, because you're definitely listening. Um, but, I don't know. I guess I, I didn't love him in the movie. I, I don't know. I guess it's just, what did he have to work with? Probably not a lot. Yeah, for a Bourne film, he wasn't really present, was he? I felt like he was the least present. No. The yeah, I feel like all, all the new characters kind of took a... Mm. That's true. That's like, yeah, point. I feel like we saw it with the Kander and Ahmed and even Nikki when she was alive. She she was around more. She kickstarted yeah. the plot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. you have four, you have four or five other characters. So yeah, I it's feel like we're not missing one. Film. Yeah, mm. so that's interesting. He sort of felt like he was just here, you know. And he's obviously the 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 protagonist, the driver of the action and stuff. But in terms of the story, he was sort of the least interesting part. Like. I enjoyed the conversations with Tommy Lee Jones and the the uh, back and forth he was having with Riz, Riz Ahmed and the blackmail stuff. I enjoyed that more than anything mm. Bourne does in the movie. Yeah, 
I think that kind of sets up the thing that you know we can't, we were kind of expecting you know the candidate to end up with him at the end and just as like as you know a partner in crime and then yeah it you know it makes that subversion better because that's how it was it felt like it was going to play out yeah no that's yeah absolutely yeah speaking of Jason the main sort of character beat he gets in this movie uh, is the fact that Nikki brings him back into the fold to try and take down this new government program called Iron Hand, which I wrote down the name of because I definitely wouldn't have remembered, and also to uncover more secrets of the past of Treadstone. And in doing this, he uncovers the fact that his dad conceptualised Treadstone and was was killed by old mate the asset, old mate Vincent, and Tommy Lee Jones, of course. I don't. I didn't really feel this, you know. I feel like yeah. in the in the fifth movie here, or the fourth with Matt Damon, this should be a story beat that has some emotional resonance. Like, oh, we're finding out. Like, how many more things can we find out about his past, you know? And this one should feel like it hits home. It's his dad. We find out how he was killed, but we didn't even know really. We didn't know anything about his dad in the first place, you know. Mm. So it's just yeah. sort of like whatever. Yeah, I don't really want to learn more about his past either he's kind of like mm. you know he, he was a military figure and he made oh yeah it kind of makes his decision like his ultimatum decision less impactful because in that he it, it's implied that he's influenced by his his dad is kind of less interesting yeah. so yeah. that's true yeah, it does take away from it a little bit. At the end of the day, like I thought when that when they first introduced that idea, I think I like Tommy Lee Jones mentions it. I don't know. I don't forget how it comes up. But when it first comes up, I thought, oh gee, they're going to completely ruin this by having it be he actually didn't choose. At the very least, it still was his choice. At the very least, yeah. but you are right. It does it does detract from the story a little bit. They sort of, I guess, felt like they needed something more with Jason character development wise in this movie. But I know the trilogies are so good with handling all that stuff. Like you say, Fitzy, we, we know everything about Bourne. We need to know um, about his backstory to make him sympathetic without, you know, without knowing where he went to school and <laughs> without knowing his childhood home and all these unnecessary details about him, you know, and this movie, it doesn't go that far, obviously, but it starts going in that direction a bit. What the hell else is there in this friggin' movie? We got. Do you guys like the score? I liked it much better than Legacy. I felt like a attention. bit of a return to form. No. It had the. Uh, it had the. I don't know if it's the same composer. Again, I'm not. I, I refuse to Google another IMDb thing on this show. I feel like we do it too much. But or was Jaden going to do it? There you go. <laughs> Lovely. Um, it felt like a return to form to supremacy and ultimatum. It felt. There's some recurring themes there that are present again, which I missed in Legacy. So I liked it. Same guy. Oh, yeah. Same guy from which ones? Identity, Supremacy. I didn't see if it was um, the same as um, Legacy, but it was the same as the first oh. one. Oh, and Shrek, yeah. apparently. Wow. Mm. Wow. Greatness from uh, from Small Beginnings. That Powell. guy's done great shit. Oh, John Powell. Oh, yeah, no, he's great. He did he he did solo score. It's great. Yeah, yeah, sort of on too. Yeah. Great score. How do you guys feel about the uh, the one where Jason once again? I feel so sorry for him. Has to like kill another man with his bare hands when he kills the asset. Oh yeah, that was actually pretty good. Yeah, 
That was pretty good. No, definitely channeling Ultimatum's middle one, whatever. I forgot the dude's name, that guy. Oh, um, Deck. Oh, no. Beck? Deck? Dash. Dash. Oh, wow. Good job. Very impressive. Channeling that. Not as good, in my opinion, but it was cool. I love how the asset is. He's in the. You see, for a brief second in the car, he's like studying the cellars. Or something, the sewers, sorry, the like underground. He's like looking at a map of the underground and then later they're in the sewers. You know? And that's where he dies. Hmm. Oh. But like he's, he, he's like studying it to like escape or whatever. Like, that's a cool like, little detail. Yeah, yeah. He's like, um, you know, that. It's kind of like those brief moments of resourcefulness that we see in Born in other films. He's just like, you know, in the car. On the move, studying, you know, some escape plan for mm. those kind of, yeah. Did you guys appreciate or in any way feel positively about the return of Paul Greengrass and his zoom ins? You know, I feel like it's so used in this series. I don't even notice all the <laughs> all the shaky cam and the zoom ins and all the crazy camera movements. You know, I noticed. I was was there, was there direct less comparison shaky to cam? Legacy. I don't know. Was there less shaky? Oh, it yeah, might have been less shaky. Because if you look, if you look at like even the CIA scenes, it was like crazy. Mm. I felt less sick watching it than. than <laughs> well, that's good. The zoom ins were nuts. They were they were all in. They went nuts on those. I love them though. I don't know. I feel like if I I feel like I've been alone on that in this series. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Oh no, the zoom ins are great. Oh cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the zoom ins in. Succession. It's kind of the same, like focusing on little character emotions. Well, it's just funny. I don't know. It's... <laughs> it sort of is a bit funny, actually. Yeah, but it, it also it just works in the genre so well, in my opinion. Like you have the fast paced mm. score going, and it's like zoom in, zoom in, and it's like looking at a character's face, like right, and, it, and it's shaky. It's like I love it. I think it's great. It really make grounds the grounds the CIA drama. You know, it doesn't feel yeah. like I'm watching a Hollywood budget production when I'm looking at these dudes walk around. Yeah. Well, I think um, I think Greengrass is really good at it. Yeah. Yes. Whoever, I forgot. Oh, it was Tony Gilroy, of course, who directed Legacy. Definitely did not channel that uh, nearly as much. He did, he did a bit, but it definitely rises as the series go, goes on. If you're looking at identity to this one, not canon Legacy. Um, yeah, yeah. Because the first one is a bit... Um, you know, frenetic in terms of just compared to a normal action movie. Like, I think the cuts in the first one was like really short, like four seconds or something. I heard something like that. I was like, it, it actually is real quick, but you don't notice it because it's so good, you know. But um, <laughs> yeah. I just like I really appreciate when a director can bring a visual identity to a series, and no pun intended, and. I think they do it here, and I really appreciate that about it. I think I'm basically done. I was going to end on this trivia, because it's not related, but I thought it'd be interesting for us sort of rounding out this series, if you didn't know. Jeremy Renner had a Bourne sequel planned, apparently. Uh, Jeremy Renner's Bourne sequel was supposed to have been released in July 2016 when this film came out, with Justin Lin directing, which is weird. But after Matt Damon and Paul Greengrass said they were going to make another film, the release date was given to them, as fans would prefer to see the return of Jason Bourne. 
yeah, after Legacy, yeah, that's valid. Renner's second Bourne movie still has no official release date. And um, I'll just editorialize the end here. Will also never happen. <laughs> when, when you have a when you have a movie just packed and ready, why 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 do they just sit on the shelf? I mean, you just, just push I don't know it if it was somewhere. packed and ready. Oh, okay, right. You know what I mean? I, I don't. I, I mean, I don't know what stage was here, but it was with Justin. Lin- it sounds like it was in development. Justin oh, okay. was attached. Jeremy Lin was attached. Yeah, Justin Lin's going to go back in twenty years' time and release his cut. <laughs> release the Justin Lin cut. Yeah. But what would the movie be called? The Born Legacies. The Born. <laughs> That's good. I can't beat that. Very cool. Final verdicts for Jason Bourne. Jaden. Ah, uh, sorry. Hey, can you go to Liam first? Sure, Liam. <laughs> I mean, I've said a lot of positive things, but it's still a five. Um, it's yeah, it's um, it's average overall. Um, uh, engaging enough, I guess, but for someone like I don't know if someone who isn't into the series will like this at all. So um, mm. yeah, five. That's a good point. Do you want me to go, Jane? No, that's right. I just had to because like um, I, I was just looking at the score I gave Born Legacy because I, I I felt more passionately about this one. I thought this one was a better one, but I was worried about my style. Not not the scores matter much, but you know. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, six. I'll give this one a six. I think um, I think it's better than Legacy, not by a lot. You know, it's fine margins here and there, but um, I did enjoy my experience watching this one more, and uh, yeah, it's a, it's a six. I basically, I think we're all pretty spot on with this. I'll give it a six too. I just can't. The only reason, yeah, yeah, I don't. I still think it's decent. Mm. I still think any person who likes the franchise, it's worth a watch. It's not like an abomination by any stretch. Um, and I just can't bring myself to give it the same score as legacy so that's it that's it it's so do we do we do the official cinema effect ranking now or later oh we can do it oh no let's do it later we'll do it later that's a good call right. yeah that'll be fun let's get into news chat before we we'll, we'll come back around to born uh amazon is set to buy mgm um as we were joking jeff bezos has now acquired He's done it again, you know what I mean? He's he's, he's sitting around. He's got does it, doesn't he own the Washington Post too? I think he does. Um, anyway, now he's got MGM, and Fitzy and I were talking about this before, Jaden, and we we were trying to figure out what the hell MGM has done or what they still produce, and it was Bond. It was the primarily one. yeah, it was Bond and also Creed and Rocky were the main takeaways. I just think it's sad because MGM's one of the oldest producers in Hollywood. You know, I mean, we watch Mank, so we we we, we know we know we, we you know we know quite a bit about the history of MGM and like yeah to see another classic company like this get swallowed swallowed up by a giant. It's it's sad, you know. Glad Universal's still doing alright, or has Universal been consumed and I don't even know about it. No, I think um, no, I think Universal still stands alone. But yeah, like um, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. But yeah, not to oh yeah, not to change topics too quick, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, this is news. This is this news. It doesn't. I totally understand Jane's perspective, but I don't. I'm sort of indifferent to it. It's it's notable, one hundred percent. It's interesting. I find it interesting to, to talk and think about, but I don't really feel a certain way about it. You know what I mean? I'm not definitely not jumping for joy, but I don't know. Do you feel a certain way about it, Fitzy? Definitely more on Jane's side, I guess. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just. 
I don't mind this happening sometimes, but it's like, it feels like it's happening all the time now. It's kind of, you know, a bit out, out of control. So, you know. it's, it's, it's too quickly becoming a two horse race between Disney and, you know, yeah. whoever the closest competitor is, which is at the moment Amazon with this, you know, swallowing up of MGM. And like the acquisition was only like, what, eight and a half billion? Like, that's, yeah. what, you know, obviously it's a lot of money. But that's nothing for Bezos. I mean, like, no, he could yeah. drop that, you know, 13 times oh, over. And then, like, it's dude, just... He just... He paid, he paid it in cash, dude. Yeah, I mean, like, he could buy up the rest of Hollywood if he wanted to right now. You know, Universal, WB and all, whatever. Sure. To that to that point, though, I actually hadn't thought about this properly. Um, I understand what you guys are saying. This isn't nearly as concerning to me as if this were a Disney acquisition. You know what I mean? These companies are, say, are still staying... At this point in time, I'm not saying for the future, who knows, as of this news, the companies still say as competitors, as distinct, you know what I mean? Amazon swallowed them, but at the end of the day, unless Amazon goes and buys another studio, then I'd be like, oh, but you know what I mean? This, it hasn't, this doesn't take, this isn't monopolization yet. Um, this isn't Disney buying 20th Century Fox, you know what I mean? If, if, if this were a Disney acquisition, I'd feel a bit more negatively about it, I think. Yeah, but it's 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 getting it's it's going to become that, especially now that he knows he can. Very very may well, yeah well be the case. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Jane, do you like Aaron Taylor Johnson? Oh, is this about his casting as um Craven? Yeah, yeah, it's funny because he played Quicksilver in um Age of Ultron, so he's, he's, yeah. he's already in a Marvel product and like uh, yeah, he was all, he was That's good in um, he was good in um, Nocturnal Animals. Oh, Who did he play in that? And he, he plays like the crazy dude, like the, you know, like, you know, like the like the like the redneck on the farm that they go out. To oh, that's Michael with Michael out. Shannon. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Like we first see him yeah. when he's shooting on the toilet outside. And, yeah. That's right. But yeah, anyway, so he's Craven the Hunter. This is, uh, dude. No one. I wanted to bring this up for two reasons. Number one, can, can are we all in agreement that no one gives a shit about? I mean, I know Jane likes Venom Farm, but in terms of this expanded Sony Marvel universe, like what, dude? What? Like, well, Craven the Hunter like sets Morbius? up. The, it should be setting up the Sinister Six, six for Spider Man, you know. So now you have Mysterio and now Craven, you know. It should be setting up that. So it should be getting towards a, you know the next Spider Man. But it's it not. It should be though. But it's not. Yeah, well, I'm with you. That'd be interesting, but it's not because it's it's friggin' Sony and. As you say, Aaron Taylor Johnson is already in the MCU as Quicksilver, so that literally cannot be true. You know what I mean? Uh, I guess this is where the complications come in between. Yeah, it's where this conversation we've had. I I thought Craven would have been able to slot into the the third one, all right. Well, there was that rumor forever that MCU Craven was going to be Keanu Reeves. So I'm not saying I don't think that's true necessarily, but I'm just saying, like, I don't, whatever this is, I don't think this is Tom Holland interactable. Right. I think this is out of bounds for him, unfortunately. Well, then, if, if, if there's no Spider-Man, there's no point in making a Craven movie, to be honest. That's what I would have said about Venom, to be honest. But yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Venom's a Spider-Man villain. Like, what are we... Yeah, but I think the movie does enough to make him stand alone happily, you know? I, I'm quite happy with him. Yeah. As his own entity. But, like, do you want Morbius, though, you know? Jared Leto in there. Fitzy. Did you love the first image of Uncharted that we got? I don't think I've seen it. Have a look. Take a look now, and I want you to—I want you to tell me what you feel about Mark Wahlberg inhabiting the character of Sullivan right now. Hmm. Uncharted, the film, got its first image released. Dude, that's so <laughs> oh man. Now, I will refrain. 
He's just Mark Wahlberg. He's just Mark Wahlberg. And I don't know if we could have expected anything else. So I'm really, I'm really worried about it. You know what I can't wait to do? Fitzgerald, did you see this? There was this quote. Tom Holland did an interview, I want to say it was about a month ago now, where he talked about Uncharted, and he basically said the movie was like, – he's concerned the movie's going to be bad. Oh, <laughs> and you need to – if you want to look into it, look into it. He he said like he had a hard time playing the character and um and, and he's concerned about the final – like he, all these weird quotes. It's – it's not, he didn't directly say this movie's going to be garbage or anything, but it was just really weird concerning things for the lead to say. It was odd. But anyway, so this, Unch- yeah, this Uncharted movie, man, I can't wait. I, I'm absolutely going to see it, 100%. What I'm going to try and do is, my experience with this, you know, because I'm attached to Uncharted enough, absolutely, where I, I want to see the movie. I'm going to try my best to avoid any opinion whatsoever before I go to the theatre. I don't want to see the Metacritic score because I'm concerned at this point it's going to have like a 40. I don't want to see that. A 40 would be a good outcome for a video game movie. No, it really, no. I mean, oh, I mean, yeah, it's competition isn't great, but it's, I don't know if I could call it a good outcome for any movie, to be honest. I don't want to see any opinion at all. I want to go into the theatre and hopefully not think it sucks. My hopes aren't high, Fitzy. My hopes aren't high right now. Who saw the last night in Soho trailer? Raise your hand. Oh, there you go. Jane, tell us about it. Dude, I tried to avoid it, but like I succumbed in like an hour. I, <laughs> I was like... Oh, oh, really? I was like, all right, I'm not watching any of this. And then, and then like an hour later, like I was on Edgar Wright's Twitter. I was like, fuck it, just watch it. Um, <laughs> it oh, dude, it looks so... It, it, this movie looks like it was made for me, you know? It's this... It looks like this, this you know, horror thriller ins- heavily inspired by, you know, the, the, the jollies of the 70s. And, you know, it looks... It looks so fucking good, man. It looks so good. You know, the cast is amazing, you know, Thomas and Mackenzie, Anya Taylor-Joy, Matt Smith, you know, Doctor Who, get in there. Oh, dude, like, it's, it just looks so brilliant. And, like, the trailer, like, like a, you know, has a song, song, it's, I can't remember who sings the original, but, like, Anya Taylor-Joy is singing cover, and, like, it's so haunting, and just the way it reverberates, just, oh, it's so fucking good. Oh, I was like, yeah, get <laughs> oh, me man. in there. Oh, dude. I love, I love that passion. Yeah. Yeah, this is, like, like, theoretically, this is, like, Jane's wet dream. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. This is like Horror, yeah. This is like the yeah, this is this is like mm. Has Edgar Wright ever made a film in this genre before? Because I, I haven't seen the trailer, read the synopsis, looked at the poster and thought that is totally not what I'd expect from him. No. Like he's No, like like he's got elements of horror in Shaun of the Dead and he's got you know, sequences inspired by such and such in his other movies, but this is his first horror and it's his first, not serious movie because, you know, obviously Baby Driver was like a serious movie. Um, but like, yeah, this is this is his first kind of foray into that genre. Baby Driver is like his least serious movie. What? I don't know that. No. It's really lighthearted and silly. Oh, it's lighthearted, yeah. Yeah, sure. but like like in, in terms of like, I don't think you can you can call it his least serious when you have like Scott Pilgrim and then the Cornetto trilogy as like his competition. Those are definitely more serious in terms of. I think we're defining serious in different ways. And... Oh, maybe. Okay, when I'm not I'm not talking thematically. I'm talking like. You, you know, it's it's the same. Like you know, would you call like Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels a serious movie? No, because it's 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 this lighthearted and jovial type of thing. Thematically, yeah, yeah maybe because it's all gangsters and violence and shit. No, it's it's, no, it's, I, think it's light, I think I think that's a lighthearted movie. Yeah. Baby Drive is definitely lighthearted. 
Yeah, yeah, no, sorry, it's a lot harder, but I think I think if you're talking about like serious, I, I think it's Baby Drivers is the most serious. Well, okay, what way is it serious? Like, what's your definition? What, how are you looking at it? It's because it's not as it's not as eccentric and you know exaggerated as as as, as oh, wow. others. I definitely disagree. No, but like you know, like Hot Fuzz has Simon Pegg doing backflips over fences, and you know Scott Pilgrim has you know three dimensional you know neon dragons fighting in a band room. You don't have the Nintendo <laughs> driver, you know. Yeah, but it's all over the top and silly and stuff. Yes, but it's in a grounded sense. I mean, like I'm not, I'm not down, I'm not down, you know, you know, it's it's, the, it's coordinated to music and like you yeah. know, there's it's it's obviously it's over the top, but like it's. But for me, it's the least grounded because it's playing on these like silly kind of tropes and. You've got like, zombies and aliens and backflipping cops, and then Battle of the Bands. Yeah, but, but this... like in, in Shaun of the Dead, you have like the responsibility angle, and you have like serious stuff. And no, then, but yeah, you know, I, I think it's you coming Hot from. Fuzz, you have the friendship and like serious writing and stuff, and I don't know. But you're coming from it from a different angle again, where you're talk, it's you're coming from it the seriousness from a different point of view. Moving on. It's yeah, sorry. <laughs> Who saw the Eternals trailer? Raise your hand. No, I didn't. Jane, what did you think about it? More Marvel. I don't know. I saw everyone in the comments being like, oh, "Chloe Zhao is bringing you know handheld camera shots and natural lighting." I mean, like you know, we're, we're showing <laughs> we're showing two and a half minutes of like you know just close up of characters' faces. Yeah, you can derive that. But as soon as the movie comes out, it's two hours of length. You know, who knows what we're going to get. Um. If, if if we do get something adverse, if we do truly get something, you know, akin to her vision, and you know, then you know, brilliant. But you know, it, it, it it's so limited as to what we can judge of, especially because it is nothing. You know, it, it doesn't really grant us much of a view at all, apart from just close ups of characters. You know, from what you saw though, did you get? I personally did not get another. This is just another Marvel from. Oh no, no, no! I I I, I thought it it distinguished itself enough, but. You know, it's a trailer, so I don't know how much we can really. So you're concerned it's going to end up being that? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. No. But I, feel uh, that. I think um, I don't know. I guess the yeah, I don't know. Sure. Yeah, it's going to be different. It's going to be glorious. It's going to be the best Marvel movie ever made. It'll be Letterboxd. It's going to win one. Best Picture. <laughs> yeah. Everyone that hates Marvel movies are going to flip on it. You know, they're going to be like, oh my god, true artistry. Marvel is cinema. You know. <laughs> All the keeners are going to flock to it. You know, it's. Uh, We'll see about that. I don't know. I thought it was. I thought, I thought it looked cool. I, it's so funny that people <laughs> those comments about the Chloe Zhao stuff because that is. I, I can see why people would think that because it does feel like wow. This this is what a Marvel movie can look like with natural lighting. Like I actually just. It's it's actually my main takeaway from the trailer. Honestly, like looks visually distinct. Mm. Um, and that's cool. I mean, I don't know what it's. I'm not. I don't value that super highly, but it, it's interesting. And. You know, the story seems to be following these, like, godlike deity characters. So, I mean, it can separate itself. That's what I'm weird about. Like, obviously, this is it's a Marvel series film, right? It's going to tie into the MCU, right? But seeing what we've seen so far, I'm with you, Jan. I'm, like, cons- like it, where are they, it gives how are they us, do It doesn't that? give us much of a movie in the trailer. I don't know. There's nothing to judge it on, you know? I mean, that's the point of the trailer, to be honest. You know, we don't, we don't want to see the entire thing. We want to be teased about it. So, you know, good on, good yeah. on you there. But like I mean, like the to, to people jumping to conclusions, there's there's nothing to jump to, you know. I I think that the I slightly disagree in the sense of I think the the little snippets we see seem so disconnected from the reality that we're used to in an MCU movie. Not in terms of the the way it's shot, but just in terms of like 
where they are and like the, the characters themselves and them being like a thousand years old and shit like uh, where I'm sort of like this seems like it could just be a cool weird sci-fi movie with you know by itself and then that's where I am with you where I'm concerned because we get the, the at the end of the trailer that like they have the joke about Captain America and Iron Man and I'm like oh mm, you know yeah. I'm like here, oh here it is like and I'm concerned the movie's gonna end up like there it's like oh this is this, this cool sci-fi thing with these weird characters yeah. that, that I've never seen before oh well then here we go they need to shove it in you know what I mean no yeah I I Approaches with cautious curiosity, I think, is is the best way. And I think, um, you know, if it if it can end up as being something like The Winter Soldier, where like you know it's a Marvel movie, but beyond that, it's a great spy thriller or whatever. Mm. And you know, if this does that, you know what you're saying about quirky science fiction film, that's just if we get uh, if that'd we be get great. an epic sci-fi fantasy film by itself, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just don't feel like there's anything we can truly judge it on yet. I'm I'm down for Gemma Chan as the Chan Chan. Yeah, you know, it's. As the main character, or you know, it's. I'm excited. Now it's time for our highlights of the week. Fitzy, what have you been watching? This show that I watched, um, it's called High Maintenance. It's, um, this HBO show about this guy. His name is just the guy, and he, uh, delivers weed to people in. New York, um, and every episode pretty much follows like uh, two different sets of characters who kind of interact with the guy in some way. Um, it's kind of like it's kind of like girls, a bit probably better than girls, um, where it's just like kind of all these different New York um, characters and. All these different recurring characters, and um, yeah, it's a pretty great show. It's um, it's half an hour episodes. Are pretty, they're pretty lighthearted, I guess. Pretty, but um, the the writing is really is really great. It's pretty much just um, it's pretty much just focuses on that the characters and the writing, and not a very big, uh, not like anything huge happening, but um. No, it's really great. Where can it be viewed? It's on uh, Foxtel's HBO show. So, ah, so. lovely. Jaden, lay it on me. What's going down? Yeah, all right. I watched um, this movie called The Conspiracy, which is a uh, it's, it's a faux documentary, um, found footage type horror. Because it starts as a documentary, but then it comes found footage towards the end because that's whatever. Um, it was really interesting. I really enjoyed it. It was a uh, it was really it was really cool. You know, and like it's um, I don't know the exploration of conspiracy theories and like, like it's because like it's the way that people fall for them and like how like, you know, a conspiracy theory can't be disproved. That's why it's a conspiracy theory. You know, because like you know, we, the the first character we're introduced to is like this guy that's wholly involved in it. But then like, you know, we see how. The simple put, like you know, a, a, a normal person can fall into these, and how it's just a rabbit hole, and like it's 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 a really interesting it's, it's it's really interesting in that. And then towards the end, when it kind of embraces its horror aspect, you know, it creates some really haunting imagery, and like this is because like this whole like secret organization part that crops up, and like the way that plays into it, it's it's really brilliant. Yeah, you know, it's like that horror, like that that little tinge of horror, and like like the there's a really daunting horn that echoes throughout. It's it's it's, it's great. 
the movie is not not. I I think I'm oversold. I I, I it a bit there. It's 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 a seven out of ten. But like it's um it's a good it's it's an interesting watch. And so wait, it's like a mockumentary. Is that what it is? I mean, and what word did you just use to describe? I, it? I say faux. I said faux documentary because a mockumentary. What does that mean? It's it's a fake documentary. Oh okay. Mockumentary kind of carries that comedic connotation for me. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so that's why. Yeah, I get you. Which avatar should I talk about? I've been watching both of the both of the avatars. <laughs> Shit on Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson. James Cameron. James Cameron. Yes, that one. Not yeah, him. Not not, not Peter. Him. Yeah. Avatar: The Last Airbender is a show I am halfway through. I think exactly, almost exactly. Like I'm halfway through season two. Uh, finally, after 80 years of being told to watch this show, and I, I get around to things people tell me to watch, you know what I mean? I get around to them eventually, slowly but surely, and I really like it now, finally. I'm really in. Um, it's finally clicked to the point where, and it took, like, end of season one, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm enjoying this. and that, But then it didn't still took until a bit into season two where I'm like, now I'm actually looking forward to watching the next episode. I actually want to see... What happens next? Now I feel like I'm tuning in every episode and I'm getting meaningful development, you know, and I was lacking that for a while. Um, yeah, man, I, to- I get it. I just can't wait to see where this show goes and knowing it's like I'm halfway through the whole thing and it's like, and it's done, you know what I mean? It's been done for years. Um, thinking about it, I don't know where it's going to go. I'm curious. Uh, all the Fire Nation stuff is incredible. It, like, I like the, um, I like the main cast fine. I like them more than fine. I like them, but every time I come back to anything to do with the Fire Nation, I'm like, dude, this shit is this shit is excellent. I'm so invested in that, and I can only imagine because you know I've had I don't know anything, but I've had book one water, book two earth, and I assume book three is fire, and I think I'm going to like that a lot. <laughs> I think I'm going to like that a lot. So, yeah, man, I'm I'm knocking my through it. Hopefully, I'll be done in a couple of weeks, so I can update you there. Have you have you seen any of it, Fitzy? I don't know this. I think no, I no. because all the major players are introduced in season two. Is I think that's where it goes. It gets so much better, you know. Because, yeah, sure. You know, there's it, it, that that kind of gap is filled in. You know, it's it it can finally go full force. My favorite characters are still the ones introduced early, though. Like yeah. I love I love the main cast. Katara is my favorite, and of and I love Zuko, and of course you know who can't love. Uncle Iroh, he's amazing. Mm. You can't, you can't, can you not love him? Is it fighting? Is it like fighting evil or is it like fighting battle Pokemon kind of thing? No, it's fighting evil. Okay. That's actually a weird way to categorize this, <laughs> categorize it. But I, I guess it's definitely, it's nothing like Pokemon. It's no, nothing. That that sounds awful. Yeah. Zuko's my favorite character too. Can... Oh, he's so good. And, you really and it's what? And it's what? Oh, I already am. I already feel like he's grown huge. I'm only halfway through it, mm. and I love that. Like some of the some of the things he does, I feel like if the show were written any differently, I would be really frustrated by. Like, dude, why don't do this? You're just a pain in the ass. But I understand all of it, like totally. And and that's what it's a well written character. That's the sign of one. What's the manga's name? Ang. 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 As always, now we hand the show over to you with our question of the show. Loop back around to Bourne. Last week we asked you, what is your favourite Bourne film and or review of the show? And I was very impressed that 
Luke actually had like a just like you remembered the review and and knew the reason. I was like, dude, thank you. That's I'm glad you can remember which episodes which. Luke said the Born Identity was my favorite episode because not only did Liam host, but who can forget special guest host Sir Kaz? Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Good job, Liam. How long ago? Oh yeah, I guess was that really like five months ago or four? I guess. Yeah. That's nuts. Andy said, who I believe he's been watching them with us, has he? I believe mm-hmm. so. That's awesome. Thank you, Andy. All of them? Actually, yeah. no, I think, I think he started late. But yeah, he, yeah, he's he's watch, he has watched them. Yeah, because he, of is, us, I believe, yeah he is watching them. Yeah. That's awesome. My favorite Bourne movie was definitely not The Bourne Legacy. Can't argue with that. My favorite Bourne episode that you guys reviewed was The Bourne Legacy. I really felt like we had similar problems with the film itself, and it almost feels like we were watching the film together. Oh, my God. Oh, wait, no. I stuffed it up. We were watching the same film. Oh, my God. Right. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Andy. Those two sentences carry completely different meanings. Uh, P.S. <laughs> I think Liam's been getting, oh, my God, it's Jason Bourne mixed up with Jesus Christ, it's Jason Bourne. The, oh, yeah. The, the quotes here. I'm pretty sure he's saying it wrong, just like, you know, oh, yeah, sure, sure, That's, okay. Dude, I forgot to mention that while, while we're talking about Jason Bourne. Yeah. They, they don't say it. In the, like oh. they say it, but they say it in a different context. In the trailer, you know, he, he's like, it's it's the dude in the in like the in the in the operating room, like in, in the yeah, yeah, computer yeah. room. He's like, he sees him on a thing, and I was like, show me this moment. But what we get is a conference room, and he's like, you know, and, and he says it. Like, oh, Does he say it in the film? He said he says like he says like because like they, they they play. It's like that's Jason Bourne, and then he goes, Jesus Christ, you know. Like it's like oh really yeah, yeah. so Is like that what um, they do? that's what they, they try do and, play it up. Okay. and like and like it's that 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 part from the trailer where it's like oh my you know Jesus Christ it's Jesus just, Christ is Jason yeah Lord. it's not it's not it's not in the movie shit because I thought it wasn't there at all oh. yeah. trying to sneak it in there mm. all right so I guess now it's time for us to do our ranking of the Bourne films do you want to well, do, do we do we say our, our, our favorite one first and then we can do our official ranking. Sure, Jane. What's your favorite one? It's a tough call, but I think it is supremacy for me. Supremacy is the second one, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Still can't get it it's right. It's a bit easier than the Matrix. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. Supremacy was the best one. I really liked the story. We really liked its emotional heart. You know, with the with the bit at the end with the Russian and, and, and like going to console her, mm-hmm. like the girl and whatever. Like. Uh. Yeah. Ultimate is great. You mean supremacy? Yes. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious oh my god <laughs> i totally agree premises mine too fitzy what about you um ah oh, it's hard um i think identity is the most full one for me it just as a movie like um the relationship aspect the you know this the start of the this you know from actually going from like you know total amnesia to you know kind of discovering what he is and um i just love the contrast between like matt damon's like innocent you know young face and his kind of these crazy abilities that he has and i think the action in the first one is very unique it's very different from anything i've seen in action it's like um it's so um just subdued and kind of quick and clean in a really strange way and yeah i really love all the assets in that film and just the whole cast and yeah 
It's also the first time I was like, wow, Jason, this is actually beyond my Jesus Christ, that's Jason Bourne. <laughs> yeah, but also just like beyond my expectations of what I thought, you know, this, the, these films would be. So, mm. yeah, I'd say Identity. I think, um, I think I had a similar experience with this film as I did with the Mission Impossible franchise when, you know, from outside looking in, you look generic action shit. But then once you actually engage with it, it's so much more. I think Mission Impossible is much better, just personally. But I think um, both, mm. like, you know, the core, like, if we're talking about the original trilogy of this, and then, like, you know, I think, yeah. Oh, that's hard. Um, uh, I'd say Supreme, Supremacy Second, Ultimate and Third, yeah. Well, then I don't think that changes the rating, does it? Ultimatum and Identity tie. Oh, do they? Well, okay. I, yeah, I'm willing to forfeit ultimatum spot to identity if you want. But two of us chose ultimatum. Yeah, that's, that's like... true. Ah, oh, true. Yeah, I mean ultimatum. Yeah, sure. Got it. Got it. So wow. So Jane and I just completely obliterated, just <laughs> overruled the the ranking. I love democracy. All right, the official ranking, just for to be restated clearly for the record. Number one, the born supremacy. No, Number two. Five. Do you mm. want me to go there? Like, you want me to go there other end? Hmm. Alright, 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 fine. Number five, The Born Legacy. Number four, Jason Bourne. Number three, The Born Identity. Number two, The Born Ultimatum. Number one, The Born Supremacy is the official podcast ranking. We watched all these movies. Woo! It was fun. It was a journey. I enjoyed it. That's it for this week's episode of Cinema Effect. Thank you for joining us, listeners. Hopefully you'll jump along for our next franchise. They're always a lot of fun. Do you want to announce it now or do we announce it? Later. I can't remember. So our next franchise, starting next month, will be the Planet of the Apes modern trilogy. That is Rise, Dawn, and War of the Planet of the Apes and for the Planet of the Apes. So check those movies out. We'd, we'd love you to jump along with the franchises. They're a ton of fun. And uh, create some, I don't know, some recurring continuity here with the audience. I know it feels like has seen War, at least. So at least he can partake in that one. No pressure. Well, no pressure. Mm-hmm. I, I love doing the franchises personally. I, like they had a, I don't know, feels like months long sort of journey we go on here. It's fun. Um, but Fitzy, what are we watching next week? We're doing another Zack Snyder streaming service film for this year. Um, we didn't do. We, we didn't review Justice done, League. No, yeah. but it's another one for this year. Um, yes. Yes. What's it called? Army of the Dead. Um, new Netflix zombie film, Dave Batista, Dave Batista and his game. Oh God, <laughs> Dave Batista and his gang, um, storming uh Las Vegas to get some money with a bunch of zombies around. So yeah, check that out it's on Netflix. I love how you can like pronounce his name two ways, either the wrestling way or his real way, and you didn't either. I was waiting for you to correct him on that. <laughs> no, I, I love it. We can just call it Batista from now on. Thank you guys for joining me. I really appreciate it. I appreciate everyone tuning in. Although I said that already. But, you know, it's worth saying twice, I think. Have a great rest of your week and goodbye.